evening, everyone, and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast presented by Royals Review. It's Jacob Milham here once again with my lovely co-host, the one and only Jeremy Hakaias Greco. Jeremy, how uh, how are we feeling tonight? It's uh, it's another Wednesday episode, but man, I I'm just beat. I'm just beat. Yeah, I, Wednesdays are my roughest day usually at my day job, and today was no exception in that regard. So I feel you, but I, I I just have to to just share a little bit with the audience that oh you are an incredibly lucky man that your wife puts up with you based on <laughs> the stuff that happens before before we start recording. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, listen. It's uh, it was kind of a kind of a hectic day. I got home late, and I was like, "Okay, I have about forty five minutes to get ready for the podcast." Right? Well, our dog's water dish broke, so I had to help oh, no. like clean that up a little bit, and then the sink was backed up, so I had to work oh, on no. that before the podcast. Um, thankfully, now Honey is is here. She's sitting next to me working on her Disney Castle Lego set. So Which is that just amazing. is uh, she. She really Eat. is. Pete goals. I know, right? That's the, this is just lovely marriage for you. And I Queen love behavior. He said it was peak goals, honey. <laughs> um, but as much as I would talk about my wife, we uh, we are here to talk about the Kansas City Royals. If you want, I, I would say pure and unfiltered Kansas City Royals content, but that's not what you get at Royals Review. OK, you uh you get movie reviews. You, uh, my favorite to throw in Jeremy's face is the Sonic the Hedgehog two review. <laughs> I'm just saying there was some baseball in there. There was, there was. I, I emphasize some. Okay, some might be a little generous, but uh, no. Listen, if you want the best Kansas City Royals content around, you got to go check out RoyalsReview.com. They, the whole crew over there, keeps you up to date on Facebook, on X, and on the dot com can't stress how great the community is over there it's it is nothing if not passionate royals fans are we all passionate about the same things no like some people apparently are very passionately against the quick trip uniform oh patches, boy. which um there's I, so many more uniform problems to worry about <laughs> than those patches like the see-through pants yeah yeah, nobody no nobody wants to talk about see-through pants or fanatics taking over, you know, I, making everyone the jersey. Talk about the see-through pants, Jacob. I, are you not on Twitter? No, I, mean, I'm I know not you on, call it X. Yeah, so, I'm not so on maybe Twitter. you're confused. I am not on Twitter. I'm I'm on X, yes, but <laughs> everyone's but talking about the see-through pants. Oh boy. Oh boy. I listen, the last thing that I knew about the bad uniform stuff was like how bad the Cardinals uniforms look yeah. now. Like they look they so bad. bad yeah oh and the pants but, are see-through like i'm not exaggerating I'd, i i have to look this up but i i am a little scared to google baseball see-through yeah, I pants google that i would just kind of like <laughs> browse baseball twitter you'll find it okay all right thank thank goodness thank goodness i'm, I'm not I'll even google gonna it. no you won't google it <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh i'm not gonna chance going on baseball reddit to uh to browse that i'll yeah just check out uh, here look up shohei otani's uh spring training photo and and you'll get a good idea of what that's looking like let's see here do 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 we are googling oh my 
Meanwhile, oh, you were telling me before oh the show, my. well, you're Googling. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. First of all, the quick trip patch is not a big deal, y'all. It's advertising, it's not hurting anyone. Just relax. Second of all, uh, as Jacob was kind of pointing out to me, it's part of an initiative that's supposed to help with, uh, I think you said liter- literacy in the Kansas City area. So um, it's it's actually not just Quick Trip gets advertising, Royals get money. There's also a benefit to the community. Um, so that's that's more than you can honestly expect from most team patches like this. So I, I think it's it's, if anything, it's good news, but mostly it's just neutral so don't, yeah. don't don't get a, don't get worked up about it no there are i i know everyone's kind of on edge with the with the stadium stuff <sighs> but these these patches one i'm sure like 20 games into the season you're not even you're not even going to notice them that much anymore it's it's no. just going to be there yep um and truthfully like the royals are kind of behind the advertising curve there are there are so many other teams out there doing much more egregious advertising. It's not just the jersey patches. It's projecting graphics onto the pitcher's mounds during during games. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I know. And listen, I find and the, the advertisements behind home plate to be much more distracting than any like sleeve patch is ever going to be. I agree. I agree. And for for such a passionate soccer town as Kansas City is, it is crazy that everyone's so mad when the Royals do something that soccer does at an exponential scale. It's I it's just not that big of a deal and it goes to a good cause. What is to not like about it? Yeah. I uh... And even and, and people will be like, oh, purity of the sport. The, uni- the uniforms, again, are already really effed up, y'all. Yeah. Come on. Purity, I'm sorry. Purity of the sport, my ass. We've, we've, talked so <laughs> mu- we've talked so much on this podcast about baseball is a business right now. Mm-hmm. Get get with the times. Has been. It has been for a long time. Even if, even if it hasn't been explicit, it's been a business for a very long time. And I'm just glad that some of this is going to go back to the Kansas City community, better people's lives. I was um, I was reading the KMBC article about this, talking about how far behind in literacy some of the Kansas City youth are. I think it was like at third grade, 30, only 31 percent of students are reading at their grade level or beyond it. Wow. That is that's really, really bad, to say the least. And literacy is tied to a lot of negative effects later on in life. So lack of literacy, you mean? Yes. Not like you can read books. Things are bad for you. No, no. Sorry. Lack of literacy. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> I just want, I just want to make sure we're very clear about what yeah. we're advocating for. Yeah. Read books. Okay. <laughs> Stay in school. Read books. Go to Quick Trip. That's the, the that's what the yes. podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Those are our core values. Yes, obviously. So that was that was kind of the big social media storm of Royals news today. Um, as you know, spring training baseball is just a couple of days away at this point, mm-hmm. which I think that's what everyone should be excited for. We got the broadcast schedule. I think it's only like two or three of the games aren't going to be covered. We've got a we've got a week's worth of starting pitchers scheduled for us. Yeah, 
It's uh, Daniel Lynch it's gets time. the uh, the Cactus League opening day assignment. Ooh, is there an opening day starter controversy, Jeremy? Is Daniel no. Lynch going to come out of nowhere? No, like I said, no. The start <laughs> the pitching pitchers who show up on the first game don't matter. Look at the lineup, though. That should be interesting. Exactly. I, exactly. Especially what I'll be watching for is uh, Adam Frazier versus Michael Massey uh, should give us an idea who's the front runner for second base. I like that. I like that. And we are going to talk more about spring training later on in the episode. We we have some some predictions for y'all going to talk about who we think will be the spring training MVP, the prospect who stands out the most, a player who doesn't have MLB playing time. Want to clarify that. And the not is is there going to be a non-roster invite who makes the opening day roster? Because there, there has been there's a track record for that. Um, but first, we have to talk about someone who won't be in spring training at all, and that is the one and only Eric Hosmer, who announced his retirement this afternoon. And man, 13 seasons, a much longer career than I originally like calculated out. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty good. I'll kind of disappeared it. after he left the Royals. So yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. And it's. It's crazy to think that the Padres still owe him millions. They still owe him 26 million. Uh, One interesting thing I saw on Twitter is that like, and I think as Royals fans who are uh, up on the stats, we, we kind of see Eric Hosmer as being kind of overrated. Yeah. Um, That said, I I saw an interesting tweet. I think Dan Zimborski retweeted it. Um, that that kind of highlighted that you know he had a few good years in there. He had a, a peak of a handful of years that was not awful. Um, yeah. You know, obviously he after he left, like I said, after he left Kansas City, he kind of struggled, but he also won a World Series ring. Um, and so the kind of consensus was that yeah, he wasn't as good as maybe his reputation, but he still had a career that the vast majority of baseball players, even major league baseball players would envy. Yeah, that is certainly the case. Sorry, my, uh, I was, I had myself muted there and didn't realize it there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah. And I, I think it's a little ironic with all the issues of Scott Boris's clients this off season. And Hosmer was, was one of his clients at a certain point and just talking about, he brings so much, so much talent and and generational. It wasn't generational wealth, but Boris was talking about how great a talent Hosmer was, despite the analytics. And you know, Hosmer had the was had that, the career. I thought he, he said did. that when uh, when Hosmer signed with the Padres, right? Yeah, that, that's what he okay. did. Okay, I thought so, you were I, for a second. I was confused. I thought you were saying that Boris said that like recently. No, no, it was. It was right when right when he signed with the Padres. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quote, I'm so pleased with our modern day analytics are proven wrong. The prestige he brings to the game is valued. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. It went on from there. Only 0.3 F war in his 596 games for the Padres. Absolutely <sighs> insane. Not great. Nope. Not great, Bob. Not great in the slightest. But he did also announce his his next step, yeah. talking talking about that he's actually going to be partnering with a lot of former Royals, um, former minor Royals minor leaguer Anthony Saratelli, and he's also going to co-host a podcast with Peter Moylan. And let's see here, it's called yeah, it's called Moonball Media. 
Um, the first project is the Digging Deep podcast. I need to do some more research on, you know, like what are they going to do? But it's still still their first project. So it's it's good that he's taken his uh, financial earnings and investing in another venture beyond baseball. It uh, it was I don't know. I, I think the calls for him to come back to Kansas City thankfully kind of died down in 2023 and i remember when he was a free agent folks were calling for him you remember that yeah i I didn't have much going at first base he's a he's a friendly face i understand that i also saw i saw one person at least on twitter who was very upset very angry that the royals were so focused on their new stadium that they didn't sign Eric Hosmer to a one-day deal so he could retire oh. as a royal. Oh. And I just got to tell y'all that comes from the player. It doesn't come from the team. The player goes to the team he's like, "Hey, can I sign a one-day deal and I'll retire?" And when Low King, he he cuz the team doesn't know when you're going to retire. Yeah. They don't know. No. How are they they're supposed to just be like call you up be like, "You retiring?" You you want to sign with us? You retiring? Like, <laughs> uh, so if he didn't retire as a royal, like that's not that's not the royals' fault. He just decided didn't want to deal with it. Um, he could still sign a, a one one day contract and retire like Locaine did last year. Yeah. Um, there's nothing stopping him from unretiring and re-retiring as a royal. And every we all know that we love Eric Hosmer in Kansas city, you know, to some degree or another. Again, I, I wasn't ever a huge Eric Hosmer fan just cause I felt like he was a little overrated and, and that's not his fault. I was just mad at the people who were just unreasonably in love with them. That's how it goes. Yeah. But uh, he was absolutely uh, a huge part of that 2015 world series team. Um, and, and even of the 2014 world series appearing team, so uh, glad he was in Kansas City. Also glad the Royals didn't outbid the Padres for him. I, yeah. I, both of those things are true. Yep. L- looking back, that's uh, that was a big money deal that thankfully the Royals did miss out on. Oh, but congrats to him. Best of luck in his next step. But we are uh, we are going to keep it moving with another not another former Royals player, excuse me, but a, a player who is making some waves for saying all the wrong things anthony rendon uh anthony rendon yes the the lovable and rich los angeles Angeles position player i (laughs) i I think he i think he's at third base technically he hasn't played enough in the past few years that is his position of record yes okay all right and why why we're bringing this up is I, I think it's kind of twofold and I'm probably a little hypocritical um, because I do right now. I consider my job a job. It is, it is a form of income for me. It's not a top priority and it's just a way to make a living. Yep. But Rendon came out and explicitly said that literally word for word. It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. And people were just up in up in arms about it because this goes we we have all the spring training talk at this point. Hey, this this guy's in the best shape of his life. You should hear the ball coming off of his bat, and uh, he's going to be a big player to watch in twenty twenty four. And then you have Carlo, and then you have Anthony Rendon, excuse me, coming in. It's like this. I don't I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm just here to make money. 
Jeremy, what what did you think about this statement? Yeah, so it is, like you said, kind of a, a, a little bit of a double-edged sword situation where I appreciate him being open and honest because so few baseball players are. And I I appreciate his, his kind of approach to it. That's like, this is a job. It's not my life. Come on, y'all. Um, Because I think that's how most of us feel about our jobs. And I think it's reasonable. And I very seriously doubt he's the only baseball player who feels that way. Um, But we also all know from our own experiences, I, I think there is at least some element of jealousy. There's obviously an element of, I root mm-hmm. for you to play baseball for my team. How dare you not be as excited for my team as I am? Sure. But I think there's also some jealousy that's like, we can't talk about our jobs like that. <laughs> like, if yeah. my boss asks me, like, are you are you dedicated to this job? I can't be like, no. I got to be like, oh, absolutely. I, I'll work overtime. I'll, I'll, do, I'll study for an exam in my free hours that benefits you. Um, and I think a lot of people are in that position where Mm -hmm. we just kind of, we have to, we have to play the the media game the same way. We don't do it in front of a microphone, but we do it in front of our bosses and our coworkers. Um, so it's a little bit frustrating that he's able to get away with that. Um, but I, at the same time, like, I don't think he's wrong for feeling the way that he feels. Yeah. Um, he's just maybe not the person I would have chosen to to share that sentiment uh, because of, you know, he's already been a disappointment and people are already frustrated with him. Um, so then to have that guy be like, yeah, I don't care, though, uh, mm-hmm. just it puts a bad taste in your mouth. And I, I understand why people are upset about it. at the same time as I understand that like this is his reality and I don't think he's wrong for feeling that way well and it's I I remember earlier on this offseason he also made the comment about 162 games being too long Mm. and when I when I sat there and thought about that comment one my initial reaction was how how dare he suggest that I love baseball and I love watching baseball in that 162 game slate but like honey just said I'm I'm not thinking of the players. That is a very str- strenuous 162 yep. games. It's a lot, and it's not wrong for a player to say, "Hey, I kind of don't want to play all these and, games." And, and the other thing you have to remember, and I'm sure you remember this, Jacob, but I'm saying this for for maybe some of our listeners, is that mm-hmm. it is that some people will feel like, well, they only work 162 days a year. That no. is not correct. No, nope. and, and I'm not just talking about spring training. They have to train year round in order to maintain the athletic uh physical performance physical specimens become the physical specimens that they are um Mm -hmm. and and to achieve these goals and and so you've got to remember that like when they're talking about 162 games being too long they're not just saying i want to work less it's it's like the the work on those days is especially hard Mm -hmm. and 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 there's no room for a break because no. you've got to do your workouts and then play the game. Exactly. Right. Um, so, so there's, there's a lot that they have to do. This is not just adults playing a kid's game. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of work and effort that goes into this, even for the guys who don't care that much. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So 
it's uh, I I wanted us to talk about it at least because I know that we would understand both sides of it. Yeah. And n- not surprisingly, the mass reaction was, "How dare he? How dare yeah. he say that?" And like that was the wrong thing to say. And pe- people can can have their opinion, and they'll and they'll keep it moving. Anthony Rendon has not made any friends with the Angels fan base, and I, Kevin O'Brien, do, do you know him, Royals reporter? Uh, yeah, he he brought up a good point. It's like, well, how much of that is from is it from Rendon, the player or being in the Angels organization? I was, I was just going to say, like, if I played for the Angels, I might not be passionate about baseball anymore either. Yeah. People think the Royals have a have a bad situation. You uh, you go out there to Los Angeles and uh, things things are pretty rough, to say the least. Yeah. Oh, but Jeremy, let's let's see. Wasn't there? Yeah, Steven Strasburg. Let's uh, let's talk about him. Uh, and then, so here's the other side of the the coin, right? Yeah. And and so the interesting thing to me about Steven Strasburg, and let me just lay out this situation real quick for mm-hmm. everyone who's unfamiliar with it. He can't pitch. Everyone Physical. acknowledges he cannot pitch. He is done as a pitcher, right? Um, and he has but he has a guaranteed contract. And usually what happens in this situation is a team says, listen, retire. We'll pay out your contract because it is guaranteed. We don't have a choice on that matter. Um, and, and that way you, we get our 40 man roster spot and you go do, you know, live your life and, and thank you for, you know, destroying your body. Uh, in order to help us in in Strasburg's case, help us win a World Series, um, and the if you've been following this since last year, there was a whole drama last year where uh, the the Nationals announced that he was retiring and they were going to have a ceremony and he was going to mm-hmm. take a position as an advisor to the team and blah 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 blah, and then it all got canceled and it basically turns out that they can't come to an agreement on how much of their contract they're going to pay him. Um, and it's just a shame because a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people are taking the team side. They're like, well, you can't pitch. Why should they pay him? And, and, and I'll just go back to what I literally just kind of said a a few seconds ago. He destroyed his body for them. Mm -hmm. His body will never function correctly again because of what he did to help that team. Mm-hmm. This is the we we've this is a risk that's more they common in the more physical sports like basketball and football and and soccer to a degree. It doesn't happen as often in baseball, but it does happen where mm-hmm. your body is literally ruined. And he this is the only body Steven Strasburg gets. Yep. And he gave it to the Nationals. That is and, <laughs> and and to sit there and be like, well, he doesn't deserve to get paid for that is just okay. it's just insane it's cruel and mm. and he this is what the, the i mean they signed a guaranteed contract yep guaranteed contract comes with that penalty of like um you know you you got to pay the guy and so i think about like when when teams are like oh players should sign these player friendly deals and and they'll make up the money later and blah 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 you never know you never know um, this is also, I think, an example of why someone like Bobby Witt Jr. might sign a deal that everyone's like, well, he could make so much more money later. 
and, and this proves that he loves Kansas City. No, it proves that he wants to make sure that he does get paid. That yep. if he has a career-ending injury, it doesn't prevent him from getting paid. Because the Royals, no team is going to give him if he if he loses his leg next year or something ridiculous where he can't play anymore. No team is going to be like, well, we would have given you $400 million if you'd been healthy and good, but uh, you lost your leg and we'll still give you that money. No, it's not going to happen. They're not going to pay you. So you got to get your money while you can. Um, And, and, you know, sometimes you bet on yourself. Sometimes you take the security and those are options that you can take, but it doesn't, uh, this is why I was like, it doesn't prove that he loves Kansas city. Maybe he does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but it doesn't prove it. Um, but to just circle back to Steven Strasburg, and then I'll finally let you have a word in edgewise there, (laughs) Jacob. Um, it's just, it's just a a real, it's a damn shame that the nationals have chosen to treat their world series hero, uh, in this way to just be so disrespectful and to try and renege on their deal. And, um, I think I actually, now that I realize, forgot to mention kind of what's come up now which is that the team is expecting him to report to spring training um mm-hmm. knowing he can't contribute but just like they're just like well if we got to pay you you got to show up which is it's nonsense it's it it's bull hockey uh <laughs> oh so God, yeah I, you, you talk now jacob <laughs> okay Katie. oh goodness gracious so for a little bit more background on the situation this was sent to both MLB leadership and the MLB PA. So both sides for the ownership and the player side of this. And both of them came together and said, Hey, it's up to the team and the player to resolve this. We're, yeah. we're not going to, we're not going to hop in on this. And what that seems like a cop out. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little frustrated that one side didn't come down and, and say, and finally decide it. But they, yeah, it's just a negotiation, and at the end of the day, they're, both sides are wanting concessions. And I do want to quote this from MASN, the, the big sports provider out, out here on the East Coast. Um, they said, Major League contracts are guaranteed. A player who voluntarily retires prior to the deal expiring forfeits any remaining salary he's owed. The exception is if a baseball-related injury forces his premature retirement, which is what is going on in this case. And we we got one toxic sports owner out of Washington already, and this (laughs) this just isn't a a good look for the Washington Nationals or excuse me organization at all. So I'm I'm sad that he's going through this, Steven Strasburg. generational talent people forget how great he was in the in the 2010s he was amazing and i just i hope that they figure it out and i hope that this doesn't get drug on for longer but it's already been a year at this point like he didn't report to spring training last year because he can't they didn't ask him to last year because that's generally how this is done is Mm -hmm. they go yeah you can't play i'm not gonna make you show up to spring training what are you gonna do yeah, you're gonna do nothing. You're just gonna you're just gonna sit there, and that's why they wanted him to be an advisor on the team, is so that he could advise players. And apparently, they won't they won't even give him that grace anymore. So yeah. that's that's really frustrating. All right, Jeremy. Now that we got all that negativity out of the way, let's go ahead and look towards the hope 
that spring training brings. Wait, and one, more, one more thing I want to talk about before we get oh to boy. actual spring training. Oh, boy. Good, good Royals news. Uh, Calvin Herrera was elected mayor of his hometown, um, which is good for him. Congratulations mm-hmm. on finding something to do with yourself after your baseball career. Uh, Craig Calcaterra had an amazingly funny joke in his newsletter this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said, I assume that if Kelvin cannot uh, complete his term for any reason, that some combination of Wade Davis or Greg Holland will will get the job done for him. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was a good time. Congratulations <laughs> to Kelvin Herrera. I hope it goes better for him uh, than some other uh, baseball players who have gotten into politics. Yeah. Um, Royals fans are unfortunately intimately aware with uh with how that goes for royals players yeah next up i'm uh, i'm predicting wade davis is going to be the mayor of lake wales florida where he was uh where he was raised <laughs> population of sixteen thousand. that that seems like he can he can he can get some uh some popularity vote on that probably <laughs> yeah c- congrats to kelvin i truthfully that's something if if you weren't if you weren't watching the Royals X feed, or if you weren't watching things on Royals review, you, you would have missed it, honestly. So now let's get on to spring training. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up, Jeremy. I, I genuinely did forget about that. Yeah. It's uh, by the time folks are listening to this, it's either going to be to the next day when we release this on Thursday, it'll be the day following, or it'll be uh, it'll be right before Royals kick off spring training action against the Texas Rangers down in surprise stadium. Jeremy, are, are you excited? Are, are we a little optimistic ready for the return of baseball? Always. And it's like, I, I don't, I'm not having championship aspirations for the Royals. I am just glad that baseball is back. That's, yeah, I, that's all it is. I, I have to be super honest with you that the predictions are all in the mid seventies, I think uh, for wins and that sounds that sounds okay to me. Like yeah. that means that if I watch a game, there's a 50-50 chance that the Royals are going to win it, uh, which is uh, it's worth they're watching for me. Uh, instead of it being like a, a two to one chance that they're going to not win it, um, it's just like hey, like they might compete. It might be fun. Uh, the pitching, especially because the pitching should be so much better this year mm-hmm. that um, games should not be decided by like the second inning. <laughs> we should oh, be God. able to go, hey, this this game is worth watching for a few innings. Okay, now it's out of hand. All right, now I'll, <laughs> I'll go to bed. Oh, now the bullpen blew it. Or oh, now well, Nick Prado struck the out again. Should be the strength this year, honestly. I, I hope so. I hope so. Should I be thought the best was- position group thought it was gonna be the strength last year i had i had a lot of optimism about last year's bullpen uh, <laughs> scott barlow came out there and started blowing saves left, uh, left yeah, and right. I, I gotta tell you scott barlow was not great in 2022 so if you thought he was gonna be great last year yeah i don't don't know what you were thinking buddy he, but i i wasn't thinking that's uh that was yeah. my first problem i love scott barlow he had some good years for the royals consistency was never his deal um and, and it just it it's gotten worse as time has gone on. Yeah. It's how it goes for relievers. Yep. That's just how it is. That's why, that's why you don't see a lot of relievers signed to extensions or anything like that. The MLB life for a reliever is not very long. Usually yeah. there are always exceptions to that rule and the, and Royals fans will get still get to see him. He plays for, uh, for Cleveland now, right? Yeah. I I'm excited to see him. Honestly, sounds like a good opportunity to score some runs. Yeah, it really does. 
Oh goodness. But I had, I was sitting here thinking about like, okay, what, what should we predict? What should we focus on? Because the focus of spring training is not about wins and losses. So that's, that's already out the window. There's no standings or, or nothing like that. That's, that's not the point of spring training. It's about who makes their case for the 2024 season after opening day. That's when, uh, that's when the real impact comes. So, Jeremy, I, I want to start off by predicting who you think the spring training MVP will be for the Kansas City Royals. Who Who's your pick and why? I'm going to give you Nelson Velasquez. Ooh, I like it. I like uh, it. It always it seems to me like for several years now, because the the Arizona environment is so conducive to home run balls and to power that guys who are not necessarily batting average guys but who are power guys can really shine um and that describes nelson velasquez now obviously he has plenty of power for a, a regular major league stadium for kaufman stadium even uh but i think he's he's likely to have a very good spring training where every time he gets a hold of a ball it goes out of the stadium um so i think i think people will look at him and be like oh yeah he's gonna do exactly what he did last year maybe he will um but again, as I've kind of mentioned last week, don't necessarily like if you see some power numbers, if you see some high batting averages, don't necessarily assume that's going to translate to anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so my pick for spring training MVP, I think, is going to greatly benefit from the Arizona desert. And that's Michael Garcia. Um, uh, OK, he, he was absolutely electric down in venezuela a 424 batting average and 576 slugging in 29 games down in venezuela he was playing with his uh with his cousin ronald acuna jr and honestly when i saw him make plays there was a lot of passion there and there was a lot of flair that we didn't see at times during his kansas city royals tenure and it's crazy to think that this is or he is heading towards his first MLB opening day. He he played most of the season last year, but he wasn't on the opening day roster. So there's still a lot of room for growth with Michael Garcia, and that power is where we need to see that growth. So I'm hoping that with the climate down there, that the balls have a little bit more loft. He, uh, he gets a little bit better ISO, a little bit better slugging, and uh, hopefully put some over the fence. One thing I, I that I was reading about his uh, stint in Venezuela was the walks. He walked a ton. He did. Um, so that's that's what really excites me about that, even more than the power numbers. Because um, if he can add some walks to his game like that, even without the power, he could be very valuable. Exactly. A 543 <laughs> on base percentage in 99 at bats. More Venezuela. likely to reach base than not. Yeah. That's, Pretty good time. It is. It's an insane time, and I'm 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 not saying that's going to directly translate to MLB. No, no, of course not. No, not not saying that at all. I'm but just if he saying could get, get his OBP up to like 350. Whoo, we'd be cooking yeah. with some gas. Exactly. And I'm um I'm about to put out an article for Kings of Kaufman evaluating all the all the leadoff options for the Royals heading into opening day. And I all, think Michael all Garcia, the options there, there are some options outside of Michael Garcia that I want to put out there. All right. I all right. have to, uh, I'll have to check this article out, <laughs> but I do I have I, my doubts as, as you should, because I make it very, very clear that Michael Garcia, he is the incumbent and he should be the favorite to be Not, the lead off on opening if, day. 
if Michael Garcia is who he was last year, I'm not even sure he should be leading off. Ooh. Well, listen, he wasn't. Yeah, I, I was about to. Was about he started to off very well. He, he was did. not good by the end of the season. And maybe he was just worn out because baseball season is long. Mm-hmm. It happens. But yep. uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if that if that uh, winter ball stint will will show some some help spur spur some improvements this year. There you go. There you go. I like that. So this time last year, Michael Garcia was still I think he was a consensus top five prospect sort of guy in the Royals farm system. And there are some, some prospects that are going to get a chance to stand out down in Arizona. Um, I'm thinking of guys like, like Carter Jensen. He was a non-roster invite. I'm not saying he's going to break with the opening day roster, but at least he's a high prospect that is going to get some MLB play. And even last year, we did see some, some prospects have some action in those double headers. You know, you gotta, you gotta split up the teams, go two separate directions. And I remember it made waves when Gavin Cross made his um, spring training debut with the Royals. So I I am curious, Jeremy. I know you're I know you're not a prospect hound. I know no you are you are admittedly not one. But when you look at who could make a splash in spring training, is there a prospect that stands out to you? Tyler Gentry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the 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 prospect guys that I follow, like you said, I'm not a prospect town, but I do follow some. Uh, it's kind of like staying at a Holiday Inn Express. Um, <laughs> they they love him, uh, so I I feel like this is his opportunity to show that uh, the Hunter Renfro signing was maybe not the best move the team could have made. Mm. Um, I really hope he does because as we've kind of discussed ad nauseum during the, <laughs> the off season, the outfield is clearly the weakest position group yep. on the team. Um, so to have someone like Gentry step up and look like even a competent starter could be huge um, because you have to think that at least one of Velasquez, Melendez and Renfro are not going to live up to the hype. Um, just because that's the, they all have so many question marks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can hope there's reasons to believe that any of them could succeed, but for all of them to succeed would be very unlikely. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody like a Tyler Gentry can force the issue and be like, listen, you could be a good team if you bench one of these guys or demote one of these guys or trade one of these guys and stick me in the outfield would be huge for this team. It would. It really would. And I am I'm really hoping Tyler Gentry just hits that ceiling and stays there for for the Kansas City Royals. Really, really need a a trustworthy outfielder on the 2024 roster. I think that's the correct word for that. My my pick is going to be Chandler Champlain, who is a non roster invite. Um, the 24 year old righty, if if you recall, the Royals got him from the from the Yankees. Shoot, two two years ago now, almost almost two years ago. He came the over Andrew in Benintendi the trade. the trade with for Benintendi. Yeah, yeah, about a year and a half ago. Man, time time flies, dude. Time absolutely flies. Um, he he made it up to Double A last year, so it's it's not a sure thing that he's going to push in the 
in the rotation or in the bullpen or anything like that. There is a lot to like about him coming off the right. Um, he has a, a great fastball, pairs with a good slider. Um, I'm pretty high on his on his curveball. It has an above average spin and it's got some good speed to it and just a really good really good bite there at the at the end. So I'm pretty high on him flashing in Arizona. And I'm hoping that he at least starts off the season in AAA Omaha. I think I think he's ready for that jump. So let's see here. Looking at other spring training stuff. And when when I thought about the non-roster invite, I was like, oh, yeah, who, who's the non-roster invite who stood out last year? I hate to say it, but Jackie Bradley Jr., the illustrious royal, was a non-roster invite. But at the very end of it all, he was kind of the last center fielder standing. When Kyle Isbell went down and Diego Hernandez went down and Drew Waters went down, I was like, well, it's either uh, Nate Eaton or Jackie Bradley Jr. And the Royals decided to keep both to start off the year. And was it a great tenure? No. But Jackie Bradley Jr. did get to keep his MLB career going, and he at least had an opportunity thanks to luck and thanks to him performing well in spring training. Now, the... Want to say this correctly? The non-roster invite does have a lot of MLB experience on it, albeit not flashy MLB experience. It's just experience. They have time in the majors. Are there any? Do you think any non-roster invite will will make the opening day roster, or who has the best chance at least? Uh, honestly, I don't see any of non-roster invitees making making the team this year. Um, I feel like the rotation is pretty set with a good stack of guys who are already on the 40 man behind them. Ditto for the bullpen. Uh, and the, the non-roster invitees just aren't interesting this year. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are very excited about Josh, Josh Lester, I believe, or is it John Lester? John, who, who's this, the, the this Bazoo first baseman guy? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a, I, a lot of people are excited about him. Huh? It's not John. It's Josh. Josh Lester. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. Uh, but then I, I I doubted myself. I should never doubt myself, Jacob. <laughs> no, you never, um, should. never should. So he, I know some people are excited about him. I think some people were excited about Matt Beatty. I know the Royals were really excited about Matt Beatty last year. Obviously, that didn't really turn into anything. No. Um, I, I, there's nobody that looks like, oh, this is a real bounce back guy or anybody that has like a real high prospect pedigree. Um, I think at the beginning of the off season, I predicted that Bubba Thompson would make the roster. Mm. He's been cut and signed by like half a dozen teams. Since yeah, then. Um, so obviously he's no longer in the picture. I, uh, there's just nobody I can, I, I tried, I promise because I know you told me that this was a thing we were going to do. I yeah. can't see anyone making the team as a non-roster invitee right now. Not that the team is like, Oh, they're so good. There's no room for anybody, but just like, because of the way everything shakes out. Yeah. I, well, that, okay. I will clarify if there's an injury at catcher, Sandy Leone makes the team. How about that? You, I'll give you, you that you one. You think so? Yeah. I, I Sandy, was actually, Sandy Leone is the third catcher on this team right now. He's just not on the roster. Okay. I was actually going to go on the, I was going to go at catcher too, but I was going to go with Logan Porter. Okay. I, I think that if there is an injury at catcher, he has the best option. And I'm not, I'm not a Freddie for hater. I'm just not like, absolutely sold on him and it's not like he's even a long-term option the guy's guy's almost 29 years old 
Yeah. So he's he's got plenty of experience behind the dish. I get it, but so so does Logan Porter, and I think Porter has a similar, if not better, hit tool. So I think with a good Ariz- with a good Arizona stint, he can maybe push his way onto the onto the opening day roster. But it's a like you said, it's a long shot. There doesn't, as we sit here before spring training begins, we don't see a non roster invitee having a real shot. Could that change in two weeks? Sure. Injuries happen, underperforming, overperforming, things like that. That all that all happens. But as we sit right now, there's just not a a hole that a non-roster invitee can plug on the Royals 40-man roster and right I, now. And the, the positions are not necessarily set, but they're set enough that I don't think an amazing spring training performance is going to be enough to, to earn you a roster spot over anybody. Um, again, I'm thinking of like Josh Lester, like no matter how good he is, he's not going to make the roster over Vinny Pasquantino, no matter how bad Vinny is, <laughs> because Vinny's got a track record of being pretty good. So you're going to give him that, the, that benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're not going to cut, you know, like a Nick Prado off of your 40 man to, to, put uh, even Nick Prado where he is you're not going to cut him off of your 40 man to put Josh Lester on so I mean maybe hopefully <laughs> I don't think you're gonna I don't no, think it's gonna happen no. I, I don't think it is either but golly if there's a if there's a guy who whose 40 man roster spot should be on shaky ground heading into Arizona it needs to be Nick Prado <laughs> golly it, it was rough last year wasn't it it uh, he started off so good and we were all singing his praises and like, Oh, he's finally yeah. figured it out and just didn't end well. No, it, it did not. And I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. It was like a, it was like a 28 game stretch where yeah. he was just great. And I, I loved it. I was like, man, this, I was very excited. I was all in. I was ready to declare him like the first baseman of the future. Vinny Pasquatino could be the DH. My my man got 345 plate appearances and struck out 40% of the time. That's I'm I'm sorry. Unless you're Joey Gallo, that will not play. Nope. Not at all. And there is, (laughs) there is one Joey Gallo. Sorry. And he, not two. He bounces around the league just about as much as Bubba Thompson does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, I am. Uh, He's also I, much better defensively at much more premium defensive positions. Yes, that that too. That too. So I don't know, man. There's there's just going to be so much to watch for to start off the the Arizona stint. I'm I'm really glad that we have guys like Jake Eisenberg down there breaking down the action. Um also, Jack Jack Johnson of Locked On Royals and A10 Sports, he's been doing a, a great job of keeping tabs on things. He's down there in Arizona. Um, I hey, I'll be the first to admit I'm I'm jealous as a son of a gun <laughs> that he's down there covering them. But he's well, doing a Royals good job. Review writer, I believe. Well, who, who's down there from Royals Review? Nobody. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Max, come on, man. Get it get us some more funding over Let's here. Let's go down there for a little while. He used to write for Royals Review. I think he's he's still in our, our Slack. So he oh, might yeah. still be considered a contributor. I'm not sure. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. Oh, goodness gracious. But Jeremy, do do you have anything else that you want to talk about before spring training? 
Um, I just want to encourage everyone to to give a give give it a listen if you can. Um, especially for the MLB radio only broadcasts, they don't do commercials for those. So what you mm. get is mm-hmm. um, you get to listen. To, you get crowd noise yeah. in between innings, which is really cool to just yeah. listen to the the sounds of the stadium, people talking. Uh, you know the vendors calling out. Uh, the pitches as the pitchers are warming up between innings, the music that's getting played. It just gives you like, gives you all those baseball vibes that you, you can usually only get by being at the stadium um, because, and, and there's nobody talking, you know, in mm. between innings because the, the announcer needs a break. Yep. Um, the, I think it was, I didn't really get to listen last year, but two years ago it was um, Stu, I think. Okay. Uh, that's uh oh God, i'm blanking on names all of a sudden it's okay. um steve stewart he um he he was calling the, the games all by himself and he would he would just give way in between innings um and, and it was a good time so if you if you wanna if you're missing some baseball there's a lot worse ways to enjoy it than listening to an mlb network only broadcast and those are free for mm-hmm. spring training you do not have to pay for mlb radio just listen to the game Yep. Yeah, dude. Do you remember when people didn't like that no announcer, like Sunday morning baseball game on Peacock? Do you remember that? I don't remember that. They all that sounds amazing. To, yeah, I'll, I'll have to double check, but I remember there was a streaming service that, um, yeah, it was MLB Peacock game without announcers gets mixed reviews, <laughs> and it was. It was just noise, and you were there, and you were watching the game with with good camera angles. I I, I will say it was on a Sunday very, morning. Yeah, that sounds incredibly relaxing. Yep, sounds like a great way to spend a Sunday morning. Or excuse me, it might have been. It it does say on Sunday. I remember it being on Sunday morning, Even a Sunday afternoon. It's a yeah. great way to spend a Sunday afternoon. I I agree, and it's it's just very cathartic it's very i serene. also remember that uh when they they had the empty stadiums in the 2020 season <laughs> and i i really advocated for don't don't put you know simulated crowd noise mm. on the broadcast like let let us hear it the way it is yeah um and i i still kind of feel like that was a missed opportunity hey you gotta you gotta check slack and, and see what i just sent you oh from, no uh, what have you done to trip? me now Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, I, that was that was Quick Trip's response to to Vinny there. I I didn't see that for for everyone out there who's who's not on social media. Quick Trip responded to Vinny Pasquantino um, tweeting at them, and they photoshopped instead of the Salvi splash. It's a it's a big old big gulp from Quick Trip getting dumped on Vinny Pasquantino. It's a it's a pretty good job if I if I, I, I would myself. I would support that. I would I, think that was hilarious. Yeah, I I would too. I, I get I, it. It's product placement. I should be offended, but I, I would find that to be truly hilarious. It's it's goofy. It's goofy. We yeah. we all need a little goofiness. Absolutely. And that's why I remember it would remember, be. A, I would like that celebration more than I like the gladiator helmet. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I I can get behind that too. All right, man. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get on out of here. Let's go ahead and get on out of here with some Royals review review, shall we? Let's do it. All right. And if you don't mind, sir, go and start us off this evening. I will. I will start us off. All right. So 
I have to preface this mm. with I'm not sure that I'm recommending it, but I watched I think I am, but also I, I, I'll explain in a minute. I watched Has Been Hotel uh last weekend and early this week. It's eight episodes animated series on Amazon Prime. Um it is explicitly explicitly adult um it is very gory it is full of cursing it is very sexually explicit at times though there are no visible genitalia that i can recall um and it's also a musical animated comedy so there's a lot going on there um it's set in hell Uh, And follows a group of demons slash uh, condemned souls. Uh, They make no distinction between the two, really. Um, And and, and it's kind of set on a variation of Christianity where the angels come down once a year to just murder the condemned souls again. Um, And uh, so the daughter of Satan, Charlie, decides to create a hotel where she's going to help the demons uh, reform and become good people so that they can all be saved and go to heaven and stop being murdered by the angels. All right. Um, And that's kind of the, the conceit, the, the opening conceit of the show. Like I said, it's eight episodes. It is so explicitly adult. Do not show this to your children. This is not even like a, to me, this is not even like a, you know, share it with your kids uh, with parental supervision situation. This is a kids should not, watch this probably um kind of situation where like you you definitely want to i'm thinking 16 or older like you want to understand like adult themes yeah and um the mute the the plot is very kind of meh um and and so that combined with how very explicit it is makes it hard to necessarily recommend but the characters are really interesting Hmm. and the uh the music is fantastic really i still have songs from it stuck in my head um so if if that sounds vaguely interesting to you uh it's worth checking out again it's on amazon prime so you have to have that if you want to watch it Ah. and uh it's um yeah it the my biggest complaint other than the the stuff i've mentioned is that it's too short it should have been longer um just so it could explore some stuff a little bit deeper but mm-hmm. hopefully it gets a second season and we'll we'll go further from there i like it i like it so my review this evening is not a review from my personal experience but just watching uh my wife put together this massive lego disney castle i, I helped out in the beginning stages it was like this thing this thing is 25 different stages and I helped with like stage one. Now that was about it. And she has taken it from there and ran with it. So I know Lego is a very, it's a very enjoyable thing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just very expensive. So we don't, we don't do it very often, but when we do, we do it big and we do it, we do it uh, properly. So honey, so Honey has gotten the Disney 100 version of this castle, which is 4,837 pieces. Um, and it is, it's really tall, 32 inches tall, and then 24 inches wide. Um, it has moving parts throughout. And it is, 
it she says it's for our goddaughter um our goddaughter is is not even two years old yet and this explicitly says 18 plus so yeah yeah for our goddaughter hun the, the thing i recommended is 18 years plus your thing is 18 months plus right oh okay you know <laughs> you know what i i guess so and that's that's why folks can can hear very clearly this <laughs> I, episode I thought Legos were used to be three years plus they they used to be and i'm choke, sure but I, I guess you're allowed to choke when you're under two now i i guess so I guess so. That's uh, that's just how. It, no, man, it's it's probably for like skill level. All right, all right. It's not choking. Oh, 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 okay. Skill level. I thought I thought we were talking like don't choke on the pieces, please. No, but when she's are old you, enough, she'll get to play with the whole thing. Are, are, are you saying I can't choke on this Lego piece here, Jeremy? I mean, you didn't. <laughs> don't 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 don't. I okay. What well, I can't no, stop no, you. No, He's putting pieces in his mouth. <laughs> no, I'm not. This is, no, I'm this not. Is an I'm audio just, medium, Jacob. I'm just aggravating my wife, which everyone can can hear in the background. But no, honestly, this now is you a, all understand what I was saying at the beginning of the episode. Yes, this is a, it's a it's a very letting you help. She is. She is letting me help. I just haven't had an opportunity to in the past couple of days. It's a very, very beautiful set. If there's a Disney lover in your life that's going to sit down and have the space and the time and to build this, money. and if you have the money, don't we? We never. Yeah, we we never advocate going into debt. It's a it's on back order. If you go right into now. debt for Legos, you are making probably some poor life choices. Yes, which we all. But also, I understand. <laughs> We've, we've all made some poor life choices before. No, no. Can I make a clarification? Yes, honey. Oh, dear. It does cost $400, and that's before tax and shipping. And I saved for this set. She did. two years. She did. Like I said, when we don't do Legos that's, often. That's impressive but when we self-restraint. Do, yes. So. So be aware. It's very expensive, but it is well worth it. Yes, honey. All right, everyone. Now out there. it will take her another two years to build it. Mm-hmm. Nah, maybe two days. Maybe. No, not another week. I've been doing like three to six sections a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, all righty, Jeremy. Well, as you can hear and see, my dogs are getting a little riled up. It is. It is dinner time for them. It is dinner time for me. I'm sure it's dinner time for you too, my man. But thank you, as always, for for joining me, Jeremy. If you folks want to follow Jeremy and his escapades on social media, you can find him at Hakaius. That is H-O-K-I-U-S on X. You can also find me on X at Jacob Milham KC. But the most important follow on X and social media is Royals Review on Facebook and X. No, it's definitely me, though. Royals Review. When, Jeremy, no, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. Well, she she's not on X, so I can't I can't. Promote I that. am on Threads. <laughs> she is on Threads. She is on. I I I wish I was on X. I could use some X right now. No, well X is gonna give it to you. X is gonna give it to you. All right. <laughs> all right, we need is to get short, out of here. That is that short for ecstasy? I feel like it should. No, be. it's not. the song. X gonna give it to you. I don't, I don't know what that means. Oh my gosh! All right, well we're gonna get out of here while we're uh, while please, we're still on the high. Please, can we please leave? Yes, yes we can. 